This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another brand new After 9, and welcome to a brand new After 9 sponsor. Manscaped is great. They sent me uh, an electric shaver cat. They did. Okay. The, the, okay. the lawn trimmer, I think is what they call it. <laughs> so tell me the difference. I do not know. I do not know anything about this. Tell me the difference. What's the difference between a manscaping tool and like your regular average shaver? Okay. Well, one of the things I will point out is it's got this skin safe technology. One of the great problems that men have when they try and shave, and and not all parts of the body. If a guy just wants to trim the hair on his arms, and yes, guys, you should totally be doing that. If you've got really long hair, get it under control. One of the uh, places that a guy might shave is his arms. You don't really have a lot of trouble there with most electric shavers. But let's say hypothetically, you want to shave your nuts. Okay, there's some very, very sensitive skin there. And sometimes the sack will uh, be in more of a flaccid state, and sometimes it'll be a little more firm. If it's firm, you got yourself a nice round little pouch, and you can just zip off all the hair. But if it's more of um, saggy balls, I guess is the term for it, (laughs) if you're having the saggy balls at the time, then uh, you can cut your skin. But this thing doesn't cut your skin. I hope they're paying you well to talk about your balls or... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I'll do a lot less for a lot less. (laughs) More for less. That's good. You know what? It is so important to have options and it is important to take care of yourself. And uh, I like it. I'm down for it. And you would. What if uh, your lady had gotten you this as a gift? Is that an okay gift to give a guy? Uh, Yeah. Oh, it's totally a good gift. In fact, one of the things they do is encourage women to give this as a gift. And you can get it as a subscription, too. And they'll send you a new razor every or sorry, new blades for it every few months right to your door. Um, But, yeah, a woman should totally do that. Hey, ladies, you don't have to settle for whatever he's given you. And if he's given you something that looks fucking gross, then (laughs) tell him to clean it up a little bit. He probably expects you to be nice and well-kept, and he should be too. So if he's not, go to, where is it here, manscaped.com. And if you use the promo code AFTER9, you can get 20% off and free shipping. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's amazing. That's great. 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com. Promo code is AFTER9. I like it. And shave your damn balls. Come on. It's 2020. Or clean them. At least least clean it up, right? Nobody's saying you got to take it right down to the skin or you got to walk around bald, but at least fucking trim it. Nobody wants a big bush. Guys, ask yourself, do you want a big bush when you uh, finally get her pants off? I don't think you do. I know some guys do. Not many people, though. So you shouldn't have a big one either because it's it's a lot cleaner if if you just shave. Oh, actually, right now, by the way, when you uh, buy the subscription, they send you the Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Which is pretty cool. And they send you a travel bag so you can shave your nuts on the road. Oh my but I'll gosh. tell you one more thing about it. And then we're going to move on. It's got a light in it. 
a built-in like LED light. So when you're shaving, you can see exactly what you're doing. It's a little difficult for a guy to try and get to certain parts of his body because we just don't bend that way. But with this thing, you can like illuminate the whole area and you're good. It's like having a ring light for your balls. Good light. That's all I'm Illuminate saying. Illuminate those it, it balls. Helps you shave. Yeah. I light like them up it. like it's a okay. goddamn billboard. That's light obvious. them up. Okay. Good. I hear an echo. You think we're good? Uh, I think you, know, you, you might have also heard whatever noise that was that's coming from the hallway right now. I don't know what's oh. happening. Oh. What's going? Uh, is it? Are we moving or something? Uh, we probably could. You know what? I think we're in a position where, we, like a lot of other businesses are, where <laughs> now that we figured out how to let people work from home, we don't need this much office. Our space. building is massive. Our building that, that we are in right now, we house two radio stations here, and we are. Uh, oh, oh gosh, how many square foot square feet? You're better at that than than I would be. Uh, do you that think office has got to be a few thousand square feet? Yeah, and it's and and there's right now. I think Jesse, if Jesse's even still here, there's three of us in the entire building. So we each have a thousand square feet to ourselves, basically. <laughs> but now I don't know what's going on out there, but they don't they know we do a radio show? Come on. Shut up. All right. Uh, what are we going to Oh, boy. Damn. I kind of saw this one coming and I'm kind of here for it because I don't have a dog in this fight. So I just want to see what happens. Okay. But there's a new survey that's been done and they asked parents, are you comfortable with kids going back to school wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you first and foremost, is this a good idea or a bad idea to send kids back to school on the condition that they have to wear a mask? Okay, so I think with older kids, it's doable. With younger kids, though, people have to realize, and I think they know, if you have little kids, I'm, and, and by little, by the way, I'm talking five and under, okay? So five and under, I don't think we can expect them to wear masks all the time. They're going to play with them. I mean, I have friends who are teachers who are already kindy teachers, right? Who are already like, that. Would, like it's not going to work. They're going to play with them. They're going to stick things in them. They're going to snap each other's elastics and just be silly and be kids because that's what kids do. So I don't think we can take that seriously. However, um, beyond that, like maybe grade, uh, grade one plus, it's possible to do. Are they going to have to do it all day long? You, like, you wonder the real, the real, the reality of it. I, I'm not sure it's. I'm not sure how doable it really is. I also, like you, don't really technically have a dog in the fight because my my daughter isn't of school age yet. It'll be next September she enters school, and that would make me a little bit nervous, I suppose. But not the case this year, and I'm pretty thankful that I have another year until I have to think about it. Um, but I don't know if. I don't know if it's really if it's really doable. I think like high schools and stuff. Yeah, fine. Absolutely. Um, we can try to make them wear masks um, until they're at their desk that's spaced out. If, that, if that's even possible. I don't know if it's possible to space them out that much. We don't have a shit ton of room in the school systems. So I, I don't know how that's going to work. I'm not sure why we need masks. Weren't we told that as long as you're distanced, you don't need a mask? And but didn't they cap distance? the class sizes at 15? If there's 15 in a class instead of 25 to 30, I would think it's a lot easier to distance, isn't it? It's the space, though. I mean, you see the amount of schools that have to have 20 portables at this point because they cannot expand fast enough for the amount of kids in the class. And at that point, kids are filling up those classrooms at like 25, 30 people. I don't see it possible unless they, uh, and I hate the thought of this because it just sounds atrocious to me, but unless they stagger the learning and split up the classrooms. I'd be down for, let's keep school going because we need to keep school going. Let's just 
take some people, let's take it out. Like, let's take half of the classes out. So you usually have, let's say, eight classes a year, okay? You have eight subjects you got to cover through an entire school year, let's say, right? So you have four in one semester, four in the other. Yep. Fuck it. Fuck it. Four. It's four for the entire year because that's all we can manage. Four of the most important subjects. Make sure that there's less people in the classrooms if, the, if it's doable. Go ahead and start teaching shit in the gym because I don't know if gym class is going to be a thing. At least definitely not the same way as it was. Use up the amount of space you can. Use the library if you have to. And make it work. But cutting school out altogether for me, ugh, don't do it. So what about the parents that are yelling at their phone or radio or smart speaker right now saying, no, 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 the kid's got to be back in school five days a week because I got to go to work. What about them? Do we uh, do we make any accommodation for them, i.e., is it the government's responsibility to either find daycare and or pay for daycare if the government chooses to not allow school in class five days a week yeah if they don't allow school in class if they do not allow this to happen it's then pressure is on a parents and b businesses too right businesses are going to have to continue doing what they're doing maybe there's a lot of businesses that are looking at um okay guys here we go back to work plan we're going to get you guys back in the office you can't do that and you can't expect parents to be able to figure out what to do if their children can't be in school during the day and there's no other option for them not everyone has family around that can help out and assist eight hours a day like it's just not realistic so yes either the government will have to pony up and i know they've done a lot actually most recently in case you for those that missed the news they actually upped the child benefit i didn't even notice until i saw it in my account but they once again doubled the child benefit for the month realizing like oh shit we should probably help these parents out i guess that are still struggling with this um because there's still people who are so they're gonna have to give more money to parents and i don't think they want to do that if, if they if they close if they make school n- n- nope sorry closed they have to do something i think they know that they have to do something or there's going to be a lot of pissed off people and businesses not to mention because the businesses can't run the way that they want to run i and don't let know. me play let me play devil's advocate for a second there are there's probably people listening right now that are saying things like when did it become the government's job to pay for your kids yeah when did it become the government's job to pay so that you can have daycare and and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that is a, a point that many people will make yeah. and have made over the years since they kept increasing things like your child benefits and daycare funding and so on well, and so forth. I think we have to stop pointing the finger at people right now because unless you want to point the finger at, at someone who may, maybe created this virus, if that's what you believe. But stop pointing the finger at people and saying, you fucking this, you fucking that, because this isn't us issue. This is not a singular issue. This is not an issue on the government. This is not an issue on parents. This is not an issue on teachers. We're all victims here of this piece of shit virus. So I think we have to stop pointing fingers and saying, you need to do this and you need to do that. As a government, you have to also realize that your businesses, your bottom line, your tax, all the money that you make on taxes is getting really fucked up with this virus and it will continue to do so. And if businesses can't run the way they need to run, a.k.a. people have to quit their jobs because they got to take care of their kids, that does impact them. And maybe that's only 25 percent of people, let's say, that are like, I don't even know what to do because I don't have childcare. I have to I have to be at home and the businesses have a problem with that. They're not going to be able to fire people based on that. So the government. I think, again, we'll probably end up having to step up because what is their solution? They need to be able to make sure these businesses are making money. And to, for them to make money, they need their employees to continue working. 
It's a, it's a vicious cycle. You know what I mean? This will disproportionately affect women, by the way, because women are the primary caregivers for the majority of children. Not in every home, obviously, but there will be a lot of women who are told, well, yeah, you're just going to have to stay home because the kids don't have school. Or you're going to have to quit your job. Even though you're able to work a half day every day, work just can't accommodate you coming in for a half day when your kids are in school versus when they're not. So I mean, this could be a real catastrophe if they don't figure it out. Now, is a reasonable solution just send everybody back to school five days a week like we used to do, but everybody has to wear a mask, hardcore uh, disinfecting and so on and so forth? Is that reasonable or is it just not safe? Well, and I'll, me- tell you the reason, I'll tell you the reason I'm asking is because of this survey. It was in the news today. Mm-hmm. Two-thirds of parents in a new poll say they think children should return to school in the fall wearing masks yeah. at least part of the time. 62% of respondents also expressed concern, generally, about sending their kids back to school. So wait a second. You want them in school, but you're concerned about them being there. And of those 62% who are concerned about kids being in school, I don't think that's going to translate into 62% of parents don't send their kids back in September. No, so that yeah. means there's parents who are concerned, but the kids are going anyway. But they're still going to do it, and they're going to hope for the best. I understand that, though. Like, that makes sense to me, because I think that, that would be the boat I'm in. I want kids to go back to school. If it was my daughter entering uh, her first year of kindergarten, I want her to go. I'm nervous about it. I'm not like... I'm, I'm not assuming that it's going to go swell. It's going to go perfect. It's probably going to be a really rocky year ahead. It really will. Once again, until we get that vaccine, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be normal again. So it's, it, it, I would have concerns too, but I do it because I'm also socially, I want my child to have that engagement as much as possible. Although it'd be weird. And although, yes, absolutely. It could be terminated by come October. We could all say, oh, this is not fucking working at all. It's possible. But I think I say we give it a try. And I am one of those people that's hesitant, but I think we should do it. Can I read a couple of um, Facebook comments on this too? Let me just say, I heard a really good suggestion the other day that kids should actually be going uh, staggered days. So, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, one week, and then Tuesday, right. Thursday, the next week. And that'll allow for all the cap sizes and class size caps that they've right. put in place. But the school year, this coming year, should actually run from September until the middle of August 2021. Kids would get two weeks off, and then September 2021, the next year would start. That we should already be planning on an 11 and a half month school year this year bah. to make up for the fact that kids are going to be missing out. I hate everything of what you just said. I, <laughs> I hate know. everything of what you just said. I don't I know. The but stagger, there's a theory there that if the kids are just missing out too much content wise and education wise, yeah. and the only way to solve that is to keep them in class a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't hey, know about I, needing. To I don't be make class. the rules. I'm just saying I, that that's one no, of the theories you're right. being floated. I, you're right, and I've heard it all. I've heard all of the possibilities and people saying this is what we should do. I think that's so unrealistic and so unfair. Like, I don't like the extended school year. The staggering, I also hate. I don't like a Monday, Tuesday, Friday. Oh, you're in class. I I, I think, again, we got to cut some subjects, perhaps, and that will help, maybe. Like, I mean, as of right now, there's certain grades that make it a little bit easier. Like, when you're in high school, you've got your spares. Well, guess what? Sorry, kids. No spares, because we got to make sure that we get through this. That kind of, those kind of little things, I understand. But extending all the way to august 
Come on. That's a little much. And I, again, I hate the staggered days. I think that it, we should stick with what we're, what we're doing and try to spread out as best we can. And maybe every school board needs to attack it based on their own board, based on the schools that are inside, based on what they can, what they can accommodate. And if that means some kids have to transfer schools, that sucks. But it might be the most realistic option. I mean, I don't know because I'm not in the school board, so I can't say. Um, but on the mask issue, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, parents to- are calling each other bad parents. Oh, <laughs> and that's the nicest thing they're calling each other. Oh, you want your kid to wear a mask all day? Yeah. You're a shitty parent. Um, oh, you don't want your kid to wear a mask? You're a shitty parent. Like, you can't win here. Uh, Teresa says, my 10-year-old has a bit of a sensory issue with fabrics. There's zero way she'll be able to keep this on all day long. Um, Kristen says, as much as masks are necessary, it'll be impossible for kids and teachers and educators to maintain them properly. I mean, yeah, I'd feel for the teachers. You know how often teachers have to remind their class, okay, be quiet, settle down, okay, put your phones away, okay, this. Instead, it's going to be on top of that. Get your mask back on. Put your elastic around your ear. I know it sucks. Keep it up. Like, I actually feel for the teachers if this is the case. Um, My kids complain wearing them for half hour, Victoria says. While we go into a store, I'm going to be getting calls to pick them up because they're defiant and won't wear them for six hours. No Uh, more defiant than a lot of adults on my Facebook. (laughs) uh, Absolutely. Um, Tyler says, yes, they should wear masks. The numbers don't lie. Countries that have enforced this long ago are some of the best prepared and least affected by this virus. Masks must happen, children or adults. Hmm. Is there anything to the theory that if we start kids out on this now, the 21st of July, that comes September the 7th, they'll be in a good routine? Like, even have kids wearing them around the house just yeah. to get them ready for September. Yeah, I mean, totally possible. I'm, I'm sure there's parents out there that uh, that probably listening to this are going, yeah, maybe I should do that. Because I haven't had my child in a store yet, let's say. Or I haven't had them wearing masks. I should probably at least introduce them to the mask and wearing them. It's not a bad idea. I mean, you can't really go wrong there, right? It's an experience for them at the very least, even if they don't end up having to wear them in school. But you've got to think that if school does happen, they're going to have to wear masks in one way or another. Maybe it's not eight hours a day. Like when you're in class, you're wearing a mask. Maybe it's, okay, guys, while you're walking through the halls, your masks are on. But then once you get into your classroom, you're a little more spaced out and you can take your masks off. But either way, getting used to it's not a bad idea. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do this around the teacher's agreement, their contract. Uh, Their teachers are likely going to have to do some things that are a little out of the uh, out of the norm. For example, this past year, they had to do distance learning. And that wasn't ever something that they had really planned for or discussed. It was something that I think was eventually in the plans to implement, but it certainly wasn't here now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of teachers had to scramble and we saw what happened. Some teachers grabbed it and ran with it and did such a great job with distance learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were other teachers who did not give a shit. As soon as they were told school's out for the rest of the year, they were up at the cottage. They'd log in for like 10 minutes, didn't put much effort in at all. And you really can't do anything about that nearest i can tell so uh, i i think that depending on what situation your kid is in they're gonna have a very different year this coming september but either way we're still on track barring a second wave for school to start up again the tuesday after labor day as it always does Uh, a couple other things here uh what the hell is wrong with people there was a plane on sunday night It was a swoop air flying from Edmonton to Hamilton. The pilot had to radio down to the ground and ask for permission to land in Thunder Bay. 
because of an unruly passenger. Oh, uh, here we go. Thunder Bay police say that 47-year-old man triggered the smoke alarm in the bathroom because he went into the bathroom to light a cigarette. That was strike one. He came out of the bathroom. Apparently, he was quite aggressive and insulting towards the flight crew. And that's what prompted the pilot to request an emergency landing. So they land. Everybody is inconvenienced and probably a little freaked out. If you see somebody, A, smoking on an airplane and then causing a disturbance afterwards is the B, you're probably going to be concerned. So police came on board. They hauled him off. And this guy is now charged with one count each of mischief over $5,000, smoking on board an aircraft, and causing a disturbance while flying. Here's the question, though. What actually happens to these people? Seems like every couple of months we get a story about a plane that has to spend big money and inconvenience the entire crew and passenger manifest because some asshole does something that they're not supposed to do. Do these people get jail time? Because mm-hmm. we never get the follow-up on that. <laughs> I would lo- You know what? I, I know. I think about that every time we have a story like like that. I think similarly. I hope we get an update. And sometimes you just you never hear about it. And maybe if you do some research, maybe if you really dig, you do. But I'm with you. I want to know. I want to know all the details of what would happen after the fact. I almost feel like there should be a website where you can track high-profile court cases and get real-time updates on what's going on, i.e., I should be able to go to this website now and see, okay, who's this loser flying from Edmonton to Hamilton on a Sunday night, now in Thunder Bay police custody? He got charged. I should be able to see what the accusation is, when he goes to court, and what the outcome is. And if they're going to do that anyway, I also wouldn't mind if they put up a little chart. Here's how much they were sentenced to. Here's how much time they actually did. I think the public would be shocked to find out how yeah. little time people actually do compared to what they're sentenced. But either way, uh, this guy's in a lot of trouble. A couple counts of mischief over $5,000. Smoking on an airplane. What do those signs say? Well, it's like a $20,000 fine if you're caught smoking on a plane, right? And to boot, he was a dick afterwards. So I have to assume they're going to throw the book at the guy. You would think. uh, You would think. And then I think you're right. We we would be surprised to hear some details of it. Like, oh, you know, they ended up dropping this charge for whatever. And sometimes they wouldn't even give it a a reason, really. Like, the charge was dropped. Why was the charge dropped? Like, he blatantly did that. Why is he not fully charged for it? On a plane full of witnesses. Yeah. So I'd like to know, too. Uh This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Uh, for those who don't know, maybe you're listening outside of Ontario. Burlington is a beautiful little city right on Lake Ontario that is located adjacent to Hamilton. Mm -hmm. So it would show up between Hamilton and Toronto on the map. Very, very nice. They have a slaughterhouse there. That is where pigs go before pigs make that unfortunate transition to sausages and bacon and chops and all that sort of thing. So a couple months ago, there was a protest happening outside that slaughterhouse, and it was a vegan protester that got in the way of one of the transport trucks. And just yesterday, police announced that the 28-year-old driver of the truck 
is facing a charge of careless driving causing death because he ran over one of the protesters, 65-year-old Reagan Russell of Hamilton. Halton police say there were no grounds to indicate the collision was an intentional act or that a criminal offense had been committed. However, at least one animal rights group says the justice system has let Russell down. So let me walk through this. You've got a truck, truck driver, by the way, who's uh, on a deadline. He's got a truck full of pigs and his job is to get them into the slaughterhouse. Mm -hmm. Well, there's the protesters outside and they tried to stand in front of the truck. Certainly not the first time this has happened. In fact, that particular slaughterhouse has been hit by protesters several times. Some of them try and feed water to the pigs, which they say is actually cruel to the pigs. If they're going to end up getting slaughtered, they should have an empty stomach. I don't know if that's accurate or not. But either way, they stood in front of the transport truck. How long do you think a truck driver has to wait before he says, I got to get these pigs in? You guys have made your point. Honk, honk. I'm coming through. Mm -hmm. And if he does do the honk, honk, I'm coming through. Can he be charged with murder if he runs one of them over if they still don't get out of the way? Right. Well, I guess this is where, like, you have to figure out intent because, you know, some truck drivers and a lot of them listen to the podcast. So maybe they do. And we love them. Yeah. And maybe they'll end up messaging because perhaps they've been in similar scenarios as they're stopped at a en route or something like that. Um, I'm sure they've been approached before. So especially those who do livestock. So I think that you have to be able to prove intent, and that's kind of what the investigations are, are about. And, and I trust that these people investigating it are investigating the what happened, what really happened here. Is there intent from the t- truck driver? If the truck driver is like pretty much it, it, acting as if it's a video game, like, oh, fuck, 200 points for that fucking prick, and, and running the guy over on like kind of on purpose, then, yeah, of course, that's, that's murder. But... You know, it's quite possible when you're in those big trucks, you can't see clearly all the way around you. I mean, there are some things that really, truly do happen by accident every day. And if it happens to line up with it being a protester, that sucks. And it looks really bad on the truck driver. But as long as there's the improper investigation, then they should come up with the proper charge, if, if any. I just don't know how long the truck driver is supposed to wait. Well, is he just supposed to throw his hands in the air and say, well, guess I'm not getting paid for this trip because they won't let me through. And you know what? Some of those protesters are hardcore. They'll stand yeah, there know, until they I pee know. themselves and, and die of dehydration. And the protesters, it, 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 it bothers me when the protesters do that. And basically with, because basically what they're doing is, yeah, absolutely. I understand they're trying to stop this truck to, to prove a point. And we all have to prove points when we want to really protest a system of some kind, but I don't think that's a way to do it. You're there's someone in that truck who's just trying to earn money, and maybe by the way, they hate that they do that. Maybe they feel guilt, maybe they don't, maybe they do. But you are basically harming you know that truck driver who's just trying to earn a living. Go and attack the, the company itself. Uh, go and do something more productive with it. That's my opinion. I know someone who's extremely against this, and I'll give an example who's extremely against this and uh, vegan through and through. And instead of going out and protesting and trying to stand in front of trucks and fucking wave you're a murderer flags around people and all that other shit, he decided instead to go a different route and be positive and instead go around promoting veganism. And that's what he does. And he doesn't do it by yelling at truck drivers who are just trying to do their fucking job or by yelling at someone who orders a burger at a restaurant. He does it by way of education. He's actually one of the people behind, like, the Vegandale. I don't know if you heard of Vegandale, but all the Vegandales that are popping up. Right? And so that, to me, 
it always amazes me because I know him pretty well and I've eaten, I've probably eaten meat in front of him a couple of times and I never get a, you fucking piece of shit. Why are you eating that meat? You know, you, you deserve a, you go, you got to go to hell. Like that. They ever moo or do like an oink oink with every bite. That's some of those shitty things that people do. That's never the way to get to people. Like you, you're as good as the people who comment something on Facebook thinking that's going to make a change because your opinion fucking matters on a Facebook comment. It doesn't. And what you say is not going to help when you're, when you're negative, when you're in that negative space, you have to do something. You have to take a look at what you want what you really want and come up with a more positive way of getting there. And these people who protest this, it just drives me insane. Whatever your belief is, you've got to think of the, the best way to actually try to change people's minds. And that's not a way to do it. Cause you just look like a prick at the end of the day and one guy's dead. So uh, it, that's not the way to go. Anyway, I do feel bad for the truck drivers who do that. I do. I want to give credit to the bar and nightclub owners who continue to find ways to get around the regulations that are put in front of them. (laughs) In New York, they're having a bit of trouble because New York didn't want clubs open in the pandemic. So they they thought, aha, we'll play a little gotcha here with the club owners just to make sure they aren't having people dancing and stuff like that. We're going to tell them, all right, the only places allowed to open are restaurants that serve food. So the clubs thought, huh, how can we get around that? Oh, I know. We'll serve food that no one will eat. So they've created a dollar menu in a lot of different New York nightclubs so that they can open up. Dollar menu? Yep. For a dollar at this particular club, you can get a handful of potato chips, a bowl of grapes, one chicken wing, a handful of croutons, or even, and not eight, not ten, nine French fries for one dollar. <laughs> what? This is so bizarre. Are people are people ordering this? Like, do you have to order it in order to drink, or is it just there because it has to be there right now? It's there because it has to be there. Right. In order for them to be allowed to open right now, they can't be a, a disco, they can't be a nightclub or anything like that. They've got to be a restaurant. Oh so they figured, well, if we just add food, then we're a restaurant too. We're just a, like any other restaurant that serves alcohol and food. But that's how some of the clubs are getting around it. Wow. So I don't know how exactly public health in New York is going to solve that problem because technically these club owners did meet the definition. Good on them. But I don't know if I want to mess with Andrew Cuomo. He's got that don't fuck with me look on his face at all times. And I don't think I'd want to fuck with him, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> I, I really don't. Yeah. Uh, last but certainly not least, you don't think – that we should pay any attention to Ophicus. Is that my, am I saying that right? That's the 13th star sign you know that some are suggesting has shifted all of the dates for astrological signs. So stupid. You don't have to learn the name because it's not a thing. It's not a thing with horoscopes. It is a thing uh, up in the sky, sure. But it, it is a constellation. It is a constellation. It is not a star sign. For those who don't know... The reason we have the current signs that we have, Libra, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, the list goes on and on and on. The reason we have those is dated back to the ancient Babylonians, and they wanted to section off the sky. They had 12 zodiacs, but NASA points out there is a 13th. So if you actually include the 13th, which they say they're not going to push on anybody because they're astronomers, not astrologers. 
They're not going to push it on anybody, but it is there. And if you do recognize that 13th constellation, all the dates have to change. And the reason this came up, and I'm sure it'll come up more now, is because one woman just finished getting a really, really nice tattoo of her astrological sign. I think it was a lion that she got. But when you change the dates, she's actually a cancer, which I believe is what, a crab? Uh, that sounds, uh, no, that is, uh, whatever is a, whatever it is, something else. She actually had the wrong sign tattooed on her. If you go by the new dates, there's a really good explanation about it at scottandcat.ca. And you, I assume are quite content to leave the signs as they are. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to switch from being a Gemini. You're happy as a Gemini. Yes. You're good. I am a Gemini like through and through. And uh, this story could have just, just as well been made, but just changed the name and the sign. Cause I'm a Gemini and I got tattooed on my body and I am a, I enjoy the horoscope thing. I enjoy the star sign thing. I'm very into it. Um, I, I, I was very, as soon as this first came out, because you know this has been around for a while, right? Yep. And at first, the rumor was that NASA is going to change the star signs along with this. But they wanted to make it clear. That's why they put out another, an article, an official, guys, we didn't change the star sign. That is false. But here's the truth. And again, like Scott mentioned, it's scottandcat.ca. It outlines, it includes the actual tweet from NASA as well, in case you're thinking that we're full of poppycock this morning um, and today. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm a Gemini. Like, I, no, I, I will ignore anything and everyone who Gemini. tries to change that shit. No. Mm-mm. You're acting like a cancer right now. Am I acting like a cancer? A little bit. I wonder what I a little actually... confrontational, a little moody. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you change my fucking sign. Um, Gemini's, the <laughs> Gemini's also have uh, sometimes two different personalities at the same time, so that kind of makes sense, too. <laughs> oh, that 100% makes sense. The twins. And the apparently tw- a very low threshold for bullshit, too. I very low threshold for bullshit. Um, I didn't even look up what mine would have been. Some did not change if this was a thing. But anyway, but my bottom line is it's not a thing. You don't need to worry about it. You're not going to, I don't know, who, who goes online and checks their horoscope? Very minimally people do that. But if you do, it's not like you're going to go on tomorrow and, oh, fuck, you are no longer a Taurus. It's not the case, is, my, is the bottom line. So just leave it be. I'll read you the tweet that NASA sent out. We see your comments about a Zodiac story that reemerges every few years. No, we did not change the Zodiac. When the Babylonians invented the constellations 3,000 years ago, they chose to leave out the 13th sign. So we did the math. And then there's a link that takes you right to the math they did. So if you want to check it out, go ahead. Again, it is linked up at scottandcat.ca. Thank you for downloading, everybody. I hope you have a just a rager of a Tuesday. <laughs> Rage on, friends. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.